0: you got to fill out the survey. It is quick, 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 and it just lets us know if the ads you're hearing are the right ads for you. So get on over to the show notes where that link is or the Couples Therapy link tree and fill out that quick survey so we can pass the word on to ACAST. All right, roll it.
2: A lot can happen in the next three years. Like a chatbot may be your new best friend, but what won't change? Needing health insurance.
3: For J.D. Power 2023 award information, visit JDPower.com slash awards. Only at a Sleep Number store or SleepNumber.com. Hey, young world, it's your favorite Ethiopian Sue Solo. This is the
0: kid, Ferrari Sim. Hey,
1: yo, what up, podcasters? It's the one and only OCT from the Barler Alert Show. That's right, it's all produced by me. And we, we own, own-
3: From the latest in entertainment
0: news, baller mail, comment creeping, celebrity guest hosts, and more. We got nothing but big vibes on the Baller Alert Show podcast. Big vibes with me, Ferrari Sims. Me, Sue Solo. And me, OCT. Check us out on the Baller Alert Show podcast today. Available on the iHeartRadio app, on Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts.
2: Open your hearts. Listen your butts. It's time for couples therapy.
3: Yeah. This podcast is Andy and Naomi's,
0: where they can both laugh and hang with all their homies. Talking excellent vacationing with brunches and cuddling, to messy situations, and conscious and coupling. From Netflix hookups to single them with some Hulu, text, sex, regrets, so feeling on your new drubu. They gon' talk about it, ah, yeah, you are invited, ah. Needing therapy, I guarantee, baby, we got it. Let's
1: Welcome to Couples Therapy. My name is
3: Andy. I am
1: Naomi. And we are a real-life couple. A real-life couple of comedians. And on Couples Therapy, we bring the best sets from our live show, where comics who are close do sets together about their relationship to you, the listener. Sometimes we have guests in the studio to talk, or give advice, that's one of these episodes.
0: Yes, baby, we get into it.
1: Naomi, who's our guest today?
0: Our guest is Ryan O'Connell. He is the creator and the star of the new Netflix show Special, which is based on his book, I'm Special, and Other Lies We Tell Ourselves. (laughs) Ryan has also worked as a writer on shows like Will & Grace and MTV's Awkward, and, you know, Special, we were big fans, and we were like, we gotta talk to him, we gotta get in here.
1: Yeah, I've really felt, so we're recording this intro afterwards, I was saying like, oh, this is like seek treatment. You guys were seek treatment, and I'm coming in from comedy bang bang. <laughs> I'm, uh, 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 reference to uh, Mr. Show. <laughs> and we're like,
0: nothing's <laughs> <laughs> We're
3: Like, okay. <laughs> I mean,
1: I look. Uh, I binge special like a week ago. I loved it. I uh, huge fan of Ryan Poonam Patel. Uh, Jessica Hecht. Jessica Hecht. Uh, Fab, uh Patrick Fabian? Is that Patrick Fabian. I it's mean, just, look, it's, it's just it's everything. Top to bottom full of great people. Yeah. And very well written and just so enjoyable. Watch on Netflix. We're saying, I said this I uh, at the end of the episode, but I really feel like I have to always say it because we live in Hollywood where everyone's fake as shit. Right, Naomi? <laughs> we're blowing the top off this town.
0: Wow. You're a real whistleblower and truth teller. <laughs> That's what I've
1: always said about you. Yeah. Uh, so I I feel like whenever I'm giving a real compliment I feel like I have to like say by the way we really mean right this. You're
0: like I mean it I mean it I'm not being an ass
1: yeah um by but, the way little housekeeping yeah before get, we get to the into the deets it. and dates uh deets and dates uh we have a live show monthly here in Los Angeles the next one is Saturday June the first the Saturday. Virgil this Saturday. It's going to be great. we got Yasser Lester from Black Monday. We've got... Lyric Lewis from AP Bio. And a bunch of other people. If you want tickets, go to CouplesTherapyPod.com. While you're there, why not sign up for our Patreon? Naomi and I give you two extra episodes every month on the Patreon. Just us talking pretty timely about whatever we're dealing with in the moment. You know, we record these episodes kind of in advance, so we don't get to, you know... We don't get to give you what's really going on in our lives <laughs> at that moment, all the emotional tumult. <laughs>
0: we sit on our couch and we get into it on mic. Yes, except the episodes where we bicker, we do not release. <laughs> <laughs> um, so
1: listen, Ooh, listen, man, airing our dirty laundry the the lost episode where we bickered and decided not to put it out. <laughs> uh, but like people are paying. Um. But so yeah, for five dollars for less than a sack of ma sticks. It,
0: also, you know, this episode we got with Ryan is advice episode. People are calling in, they're writing in, and we and our guest, we get into it. We get an- we give answers. We are not professional, but we think we are. So if you would ever like some advice or you want to ask on behalf of somebody, anything you got going on,
1: call in. What's that number, Andy? 323-524-7839. Of course, you can get all the stuff at the couples therapy website. Finally, Naomi. Uh, we're continuing our contest. If you write a review, five-star review, write something nice for us on the website and then tweet the, you know, t- take a screen grab, tweet it at us. We got uh, one of these uh, spa eggs.
0: <laughs> it is an essential oil diffuser, and so help me God. I use it for my baths.
1: I have one, uh, and Andy I like it so much. Soak. I like to soak, read some comic books in the bathtub, oh, put on a spa, the spa egg, the essential, essential oil, oil diffuser. diffuser. <laughs> we got an extra one. Uh, in the box, new, and if you uh, send us your review of our show, uh, then uh, we'll pick one out, and we'll send you an essential oil, oil
0: diffuser. diffuser. All right, guys, so that's the info. But now, get ready to listen to us sit down with Ryan and help you the fix your life. Roll it. Is that hot?
3: It no, was, that was.
1: Yeah, good. it was. That Literally very- everyone... Reads it with like NPR ASMR vibes. Oh, yeah. We are <laughs> Terry there, Gross. By is the it, way, <laughs> yeah,
2: is it gross or just Terry Gross? Terry, disgusting. Uh, yeah, Terry, <laughs> exactly. Terry vile. Terry Kurt, Kurt, Kurt vile's
1: sister. Um, um yeah. <laughs> uh, everyone reads it with. Uh, the y- y- sultry vibes. Were. Really? Right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Wait, that actually makes
2: me feel triggered because I like thought I was doing a new spin, but it turns out I'm literally just like everybody Oh, I know. Your vibe is
0: being special. Oh! oh okay. wow.
2: This is not your first time at the rodeo. I'm obsessed. <laughs> okay, like a pro. Okay, I've been, I've been pro. Uh,
0: literally, you burst Zach's eardrums <laughs> with your screaming and drum. Oh I made sure it was off mic at least. No, that shit wasn't off mic for my ear.
2: <laughs> I screamed too. No, mm. your scream was fine. Really? Always. Oh, God bless. I'm like, hashtag guest privilege. Oh, please.
0: Brian O'Connell is here, and it's like literally all I've ever wanted. Because basically, so we have mutual friends. Yeah, well, Isaac Oliver. Yeah, Isaac Oliver, uh, gifted writer, I call him a performer, even though I feel like he wouldn't say that. I think he's definitely a performer. But yeah, he's 100%. A performer. he literally performs. Right, but <laughs> he's more because he goes. He goes. Well, I'm reading, and I'm like, no, no, he's. Yeah, performing. you're giving us those words. Oh, but honey, we yeah. met through we met through Isaac. Yeah, and um, then Andy and I, and it was funny actually because even before, even before we watched special, Isaac was like. I think you would really like my friend Ryan. He's like, well, he said like the same said- thing to yes. me.
2: We were eating at Little Doms, living laughing and loving, and he well, was we're like eating the uh the, uh, the cracker balls.
1: thin pizza? No, I would at Lil never Doms. I would never get a
2: pizza there. I would never. I get the rice balls oh. and then I get the chicken parm. That's the only thing to do. That's...
1: I don't know why I had to stop this to throw shade at Lil' Dog.
2: <laughs> no, I know, I know. I'm like, "Sponsor me, please." <laughs> I go there like once a week. Um, and Isaac was like, "You need to meet my friend Naomi." I was like, "LOL, I'm
1: like fully obsessed with her like I love her comita. Wow. And then he, and... he said, "And of course, her fiance Andy, well, who is right. also dazzling in his own right." dazzling I'm okay. sure that he yeah. did say that <laughs> uh, he, did
2: he did say yeah, that verbatim. let's
1: get Isaac he
2: did say on
1: that. the fucking line right now
3: some <laughs>
1: <laughs> fucking answer. he just said in terms of
2: frondship he just said That's you know I, look yeah. not to be a bitch but like he's not nominating straight white males to be my friend. (laughs) He's not like... (laughs) Factual. He's like, oh, here's like a gifted like woman lawler. Like, hello, it's like peanut butter and jelly. It's true. You know what I mean? And now from Annie's perspective, it's peanut butter and jealousy. Oh, oh,
0: baby. I'm going to flip
1: this fucking table over. (laughs) (laughs) So how angry I am.
0: Lol. So then it was good and then we like literally binge special and I was like, I must. But then it was so funny because in my head, I literally was like, okay, Isaac, you got to connect me with Ryan, but I don't want Ryan to think it's like, I'm trying to connect because he has a program. Do you know what I mean? Honey, like, yeah, but, I, but I would be, to. listen, I've,
2: I think I've had a lot of people come out of the woodwork since the show. Yeah. Yours was a gift. I literally <laughs> was like, because like, really the only good thing about having a platform now is like, you can be friends with people that you've wanted to be friends with and it's not like it's not like yeah. weird Yeah, because you're like I have a show like, it's so dark actually as I'm explaining it and verbalizing it it's dark but it's true you're like I have permission to talk to Naomi now because I have a show oh my god
0: <laughs> honestly if you didn't have a show you could talk to me
1: oh honey that is so the sweet. rule that's don't so you think D? if you're a cool person yeah
0: talk yeah. to yeah. us yeah 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 that's but our but if you're not if you're... cool
1: if please. you're not say the fuck away from
2: me
0: <laughs> get out of my house
1: get if you're thirsty if you're <laughs> thirsty, yeah. shameless, fake, go the fuck home. That's what I say, That's right, Naomi? You you yeah, go
2: home to your millions of dollars because it's worked out really well. <laughs> I <I'm>
0: mean, <being> thirsty <laughs> and fake, you are thriving. Wait. You are
2: literally thriving and you have an overall deal. <laughs> uh,
1: not to refocus, but to refocus. Oh, please,
0: refocus. lady. to keep us classy. Right before
1: we started recording, <laughs> oh, we were God. talking about weddings. Yeah. I yep. really, like... That, I found it so juicy. I'm like, listeners, you got to hear this stuff. Because Naomi yeah. and I have been engaged for six years. Yeah, mm-hmm. And uh, one of the big reasons, what can I say? That financial. Hurt, financial. Hurt my family. <laughs> no,
0: financial is like for it's real. Not,
1: no, no, but really, but like my parents like wanted a lot of things for our wedding that we don't want. And so we, we just stopped planning
0: but why do
2: your parents have any say whatsoever? I don't understand. Are they paying for it?
1: It's a co-production between Oh, <laughs> oh honey, between <laughs> us and my parents. In the kitchen spoil the broth. Oh, well exactly. Wow.
2: But and it,
0: so we just but,
1: stopped planning.
0: But it was yeah. but I think it was also again to avoid that, right? right. Would be then. It's my, it's a, it's a Naomi Andy joint.
2: Yeah, that's so that what I need.
0: I need the money to do that. Right. In the nature of the work we all do.
2: Yeah.
1: You know
0: what I mean? Like, yeah, you might make some good paychecks, but it could only last three months. Yeah, you
1: never and know they, where the next paycheck yeah. is coming well,
2: from. That, so it's that, like, that's the thing. You can never. That's the mindfuck of this business. Is like you make so much money in such a short amount of time that you, but you can't ever breathe easy because yeah, you, you could literally not work for a year and then that right. money has to go the whole year. Right. So, so then we're like.
0: As you, and then you were saying, right, because you said you grew up working class.
2: Yes, I did. I grew up, yes. Which as a, <laughs> yes, I'm like triggered. I'm I know, like, like you're like, like, like a I know. deep breath. I like, know. Well, because I because <sighs> it was hard. I got to say, like, my, my dad is also, I mean, he's not going to love that he doesn't listen to podcasts, but he's he's kind of cheap to like a pathological degree. And like, he, he was a social worker and he made like decent money, but he also just like, like for example, when my parents divorced, um, he got a two bedroom apartment, even though there were three children. And my (laughs) brother slept in a walk-in closet... My sister got her own bedroom, and then I slept in bed with my dad—not in a creepy way, <laughs> but in a sad way because yeah, it's, yeah, it's sad. Yeah. It was definitely like Willy Wonka and the Chocolate yes, Factory. Yes, yes, yes. It was like I was Charlie look, looking for my golden ticket. Right, right. You know what I mean, and then so then my sister moved out. My brother got his own room, and then I moved into my brother's walk-in closet. <laughs> and the walk-in closet was the upgrade. Okay, that's the life that I was living. Right, you had a door now. Yeah, you had your I, own door. Yeah, yeah. and my brother—I <laughs> we were talking about this the other day. My brother was like, "You're not telling the story factually, Ryan. You." Did get offered the other closet to live in, but you didn't like it. <laughs> and I was like, yeah, because that walk-in closet was even smaller. <laughs> and I'm sorry not to be a diva, but you not need to be some room. Like, yeah, you have to like, be able to turn in a full circle. Yes, and also not to be like subtle about it, but I was in the closet at this time too.
1: So like living in the closet and being in the closet, I was like, honey, I can't. It's too much. I can't. It's too it's much. Too much. It's too many layers. Yeah. At least yeah. the inner match the outer in a little way. <laughs> exactly. The, the closet. <clears throat> in the closet. Yes. Yeah. yeah, yeah totally. Like. This feels
0: safe? No, terrifying.
1: Yeah, exactly. But
0: Right, but when you grow up, when you're like, you know, because I right to me, it's like about an awareness of money and a constant, like, I know what this costs. I know what I can and cannot have. And as yes. someone who I went to school with a lot of very wealthy people, yeah, that's what I noticed. It was like, they didn't care. You right. know, they never looked at a tag. They right. just got the thing. Right. And so I think that mentality still stays with me even if I do have, like, a good semester in life, you know what I'm saying? Like, it no, is I'm a like, it, it's a semester; it's five months. You're going yeah. semester to semester. Yeah, in it is
2: semester at sea, honey. <laughs> oh my god! And
0: you then kind of go, okay, what am I going to do? And then the nature of weddings, even on the low end, oh, it's like twenty four yeah, thousand dollars a on cheap level. one, right? or something 24, modest, twenty four, very specific. It, but, you've I'm been sorry, looking, you've i been researching. No, because my my best friend
2: got married, and actually, it was a gorgeous wedding. She told me how much it cost. And it was a gorgeous win, but she, she told me, she was like, and my she's very like thrifty and mm-hmm. really good with money. She's like, no, no, this is like literally like, this is low end. Like, this is a low end yeah. journey. And I was yeah. like, oh my God. Right. I, was, I was scared. Because I am not good with money, let's be clear. I grew up blue collar, but honey, I am like, I make it rain even when it's... <laughs> No, in a bad way, like yeah, I, yeah. I, I, yeah. I, I, I'm in no position yeah. for it to be raining as much as it is. Right. It needs to calm down. Right. It needs to be right. sunny out. Yeah. Like I'm still making it rain. Yeah. Do you have and bougie taste? Are you, blue are you be, bougie with bougie taste? Beyond, beyond. Because I've been a TV writer for six years, so I've I've been. I mean, there's been you know happier times and not yeah, so happy yeah, times. Yeah, yeah. But but it's like I I I've definitely been elevated to this like class level that I am beyond comfortable with. Beyond. <laughs> and can I just say something? I. Flew. This is very relatable. I I flew first class to New York to do press, and so when you do press, Netflix pays for everything. Yeah. And I'd never flown first class in my life. Holy, we mother. can relate. But honey, I wish I never knew. I know. <laughs> I, mean, I mean, by I... the way, you know, can I just say, though, I knew I wasn't, like, living in coach. I mean, I was lame as a rob. I yeah, was literally yeah. like, are you joking? Are we just, like, going to hang out in the overhead compartments now? like Because, <laughs> right. like, right. I knew, and my boyfriend's six foot three, so he's in his own fucking hell. But I, <laughs> but I knew, I knew that it was not great. Yeah. But being at first class, and I'm talking about Delta fucking one, okay? Delta one, yes. LA to New York. Yes. Whole... Shit! So I was get like, risotto I...
1: and watch the Crimes of Grindelwald. Yes. <laughs> by the Are you way, kidding me? By the way, I hate
2: flying. Truly. Yeah. And I literally was like, "Wait, we're landing in New York." Oh my God. I was <laughs> devastated. Yeah. I literally was like, "Wait, can we actually just fly? For right. More hours. Circle. Just like circle." Because I like got so much work done. I yeah. like 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 I laid out. Like I was just like like living truly the best life. And and now it's like I can't go back. Right.
0: Right. I cannot go back. Don't yeah. make me go back. I I'm telling you, we literally had the same experience. The one time we took it, and it was again through a work thing where I was like, Well, now that I know I could live this way. <laughs> I mean, it's like, it's like, again, it's like compare and despair. Like, I was, I like, again, I didn't love Coach, but I was no. like, We're all in it, right? This is living. This yeah, is life. There's yes. no choice. solidarity. Solidarity with among the, the proletariat. working class, and the proletariat. <laughs> yeah. Wow, Naomi, you've been listening to. <laughs> Andy, I know what the damn proletariat is. A okay, girl. Kind of I want okay. to go. Okay. <laughs> yeah, like you 1984 Animal Farm
2: realness. <laughs> yes.
1: Okay. But you been think... listening to my David Harvey podcast? Absolutely not. All right.
2: <laughs> but no, it's it's fucked up yeah. because you really do. Yeah. And then and then I read so then I got again very relatable. I got flown first class again to to get an award, and um, but it was it was uh it was to uh, L.A. to Atlanta, which is not Delta One. It's just Delta first class. And I was like, mm. <laughs> <laughs> I like, I got to first class and I was like, wait, this isn't Delta One. <laughs> I was like, why is this not Delta One? Because it's different. It d- looks you different. You're like, this is not the lifestyle Delta, to which I've grown accustomed. Delta One is like truly like Versailles. It's like fucking gorgeous. And <laughs> Delta, like when it's not Delta One, it's just regular first class. Again, regular first class. <laughs> Stick with me. Relatable. Uh, you're like, you're like, oh, it's just like a. Bigger seat, more legroom. Just a
0: little more legroom. Anyways,
2: (laughs) but but I will say, like they gave me uh, like the options for for the dinner, proving that I'm just blue collar through and through. And they were like, you have the salmon risotto, like something really fancy. Yeah. And I was like, I don't like either of those. I'm like, can I just get like a turkey sandwich? And they're like, Well, yeah, you, you can get those in economy. And I'm like, Can I just? pay you to get a turkey sandwich? (laughs) I I don't, and they're like, they literally looked at me like I was psychotic. (laughs) So I was like turning down their free, in quotes, meal um, to eat a, Bad turkey sandwich. <laughs> a bagged turkey sandwich but, is no But that's has. that's just what I wanted. That's, that's what you that's, I'm a Ventura girl. <laughs> you know. <laughs> I'm, <just> like, <laughs> I'm, a, I'm an 805 princess, honey. We eat. Tur- we eat, We're not fancy. We eat turkey sandwiches. Okay. Okay. I'm serious. And we don't have southern accents. That was just an improv. <laughs> no, that was
1: just doing it. Uh, yeah. yeah. Wait, anyway, one of the things. Okay. So class, and then uh, one of the things that stuck out for. Us watching special was the mama drama. Mm-hmm.
2: Oh god, it spoke to my heart. Really? You yeah. complicated relationships with both Ooh, like you, both of you?
1: Uh more with the I yes. Okay. So <laughs> oh, okay. <laughs> more with Naomi's mom and uh it, as our relationship has gone on and deepened, uh it's spread. To me. Right, you're getting like the runoff. A, oh, yes. you're infected. Like yes. the, like the you're plague. You're infected. Yes, yes. Yeah. like yeah. the plague I'm also- You're Gwyneth
2: and Contagion. You're not going to survive the first act. Yes. <laughs>
1: yeah, yeah, fair okay, enough. Yeah. Okay. I, I forgot to put on a hazmat suit because I thought I didn't need it. Yeah, and now yeah. yeah. totally. totally. And then she
0: coughed in your mouth. <laughs> <So> <laughs>
3: basically,
0: basically, wh- well, because. What's the deal? Well, especially because. Do you because, live in New York? Y- yeah, well, Jersey. Yeah, New York, uh-huh. basically. But the thing was again, because in the show you're an only child, and so that's what real. But that's like because it was just me and my mom for for most of my life, basically. Because my parents divorced when I was maybe five or six, and then it was like just, and then she didn't remarry again until I went off to college. Okay, so there was no room for anyone else until you left. Exactly. It took me leave for to be like, who am I? Yeah, yeah, totally. Uh And so it was, you know, that and kind of, um. That dynamic when you're just like, you're both hurting Uh and you think it's for the best. (laughs) You know what I mean? Well, you have no point of reference.
2: Your brain is like placenta. Yeah. Like you just don't know what a boundary is. You don't know what codependency is. You just, this is your normal. You have, you live in a vacuum. Right. You You don't know what it could be like. You don't know what the alternative is.
0: And there is that relationship too, like where it is your mom. So you're like, well, I because like there's, I remember like, when my mom would be mad at me, I would be devastated, and I would do whatever I could to get in her good graces. Because right. my mom, like, you know, black mama drama means she'll tell you about yourself. Okay, oh. it's not it's not just like white mama, like, tight smile, I'll see you later. Yeah. A black mama is, you failed me. And then
1: you-, <laughs> you failed me, you busted. You busted. <laughs> and it's like, and you're like, okay,
0: that's where we stand.
1: is the worst. Wait, can we set the scene for one second, though? If you haven't seen special- uh, you your character and uh Jessica Hecht? Yeah, Jessica Hecht? That, who oh, uh fucking coming up through
0: here, i was like, bitch, I ain't see you since friends, Are you coming through flawless.
2: I know, she's I amazing. Cannot. Incredible. She's been a theater actress. By the way, gays love her. Like gays love like an underrated actress queen. Yeah. They yeah. like love it. They're like,
3: Yes! Jesus!
1: <laughs> she's amazing. I fucking love she's her. She's so fucking amazing. See so yeah. our friends, Damien Ann's podcast, you might know her from. Yes. Her yes. You might know her from. But uh, but uh, your character's very codependent relationship. Yeah. How much of that is based on your real relationship with your mom?
2: Well, I think with a, mostly everything it's like an exaggerated mm-hmm. version. I, but I but it was really interesting to me because I feel like they weren't codependent by choice, they were codependent by necessity at first because growing up with cerebral palsy like honey, it's a full-time job. Mm-hmm. Like you're getting your like you're rolling up your sleeves and you're getting to work. Because I really did require a certain level of care that extended beyond that of an able-bodied child. So it was really interesting to me because – but then cerebral palsy sort of levels itself out. The first, like, the first 10 years you're, like, living in a TBD place and you're just, mm. like, having to get surgeries and fitted for leg braces. And, like, doctors don't really know how things are going to turn out. They're, like, hoping for the best. And then when you go through puberty, you are sort of, like, level out and, like, uh. what, what you're left with is what you're left with. But it was really interesting because it just kind of already, you know, the clay had dried, like the stage had been set for codependency. And, you know, once you pop, you can't stop. So like <laughs> it just was what it was. And I thought it was just I think in the show, I mean, first of all, like I moved on when I was eighteen, not twenty eight. Yeah. Psycho, <laughs> Psycho freak. Ryan. Um, I so and so my mom and I so I I individuated myself like pretty early on, okay. but 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 uh, yeah i mean codependency is k- still can't be undone just by geography i mean mm-hmm. we had girl, to girl you telling but i think also with my mom <laughs> not to be like whatever about it but like i think with my mom i i she's someone who's never put herself first ever like all mm-hmm. she cares about is other people's needs and wants mm-hmm. and so this show was honestly like a weird exercise in wish fulfillment where mm-hmm. i was like what like, what would my mom do if she was forced to really examine what it is that she wanted out of life? Because I don't think my real my mom IRL has ever done that. Yeah, and it bumps yeah. me out. It makes yeah. me sad. I know. it Yes, yeah. because because when they when they flee the nest or whatever, like you don't have anything. Yeah, and then you're like, oh, okay. Well, what is my life without these people? And if you don't ever figure that out, you're going to have no life. Right. Especially so. because
0: I mean with any of us, I mean, look, just even being 35 I think it's hard to make friends. Let alone when you're 55, 65, you know, the more oh people God. get like how do you like if you don't kind of establish yeah. you know, your social circle, your network, it just gets harder to do as time goes on because everyone gets entrenched in their own lives. Absolutely. So what do you do at 65 being like, "Girl, you want to go out?" <laughs> and it's like, "I'm retired." Like, like you don't want to, you know, and it's like very hard. I know and it's weird because my mom Oh wait, and this
2: is in the show, but my mom like really involves herself in the lives of women that she barely knows. Like she'll literally go on like TED talks about a girl who like cut her off at the bank. You know what I mean? <laughs> and she really, she really does follow like a neighborhood watch page, and she's always yeah. like talking about these people I've never met or heard of. Like you know Vicky at the the store, and I'm like I don't know. No. <laughs> she I stocks mean, it, the soup cans. Yeah, I mean it's like what is going on, and, and there's no. And it breaks my heart because it's just it's just busying. It's just like it's just blah. blah, 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 blah you know what I mean? Yeah. And and I wish that she. I mean, whatever. I. It's hard. It's really yeah. hard. And it, you know what's so funny is that I wasn't emotionally evolved enough. Basically, like my my sadness about my mom not really finding out what she wanted out of life would manifest as anger because I was not emotionally involved enough to like really understand what it was. So I would just be angry at her Mm -hmm. and I would just like resent her and I would be like, mom, like, why do you do this? Do it this way. Like, what are you doing? Which obviously like would not help the situation. Spoiler alert. It just makes things worse. And really it took the last year or two slash being in therapy for me to realize like and really just have empathy for my mom who has just done everything for everyone else. And, you know, It's sad, but me being angry at her is psychotic and Mm. totally misdirected and misguided. And so I just try to come from, like, a place of love with her, you know, as much as I can. Because my frustrations are really just sadness. That's what they are. Yes, yes. They're just, but they're dressed up, you know. Yeah. Yeah. Well, like,
0: my therapist had told me, she was like, you have to mourn the relationship you don't have. Yeah. Yes, yes.
2: Stop, and also just stop trying to, like, you're never going to get that, like, whatever you want from her, like, you're never gonna get that, so you just have to accept the relationship for what it is, and again, come from a place of love. And there's a lot to love. My mom is an incredible woman, and yeah. and looking back, honestly, in the in the divorce of it all, like honestly, like my dad was sort of the villain, even though I was immediately empathizing with my dad at that age. And my mom was. The... It's interesting. Like they got divorced, and my my dad, you know, got a two two bedroom apartment for with three kids. <laughs> okay, and you're like I and, love him, even though he made more <laughs> money than my mom. And my mom, who made less money, she got a house. She bought a house. Like she worked on call as a nurse. She worked like 24 hours a day, basically, to provide us with a sense of stability and structure. And so when I look back at it now, I'm like, wait, my mom was low key, like the rock star. Yeah. And she like really like fought for us to have some kind of like stability, whereas my dad, quite frankly, didn't. And it was so interesting at that age. It just, I didn't, I didn't have the emotional intelligence to even understand what that was. What was that, like eight, 10? Yeah, eight or 10. So I just like thought, and like my dad and I, my dad and I have always like gotten along better as like fronds. Like like, we just understand each other in a way that my mom and I never really have. So it was really easy to ally myself with my father. Um, But like, yeah, looking back, like my mom killed herself to like to really provide us with something. And that's so commendable. And she's so strong. And yeah, I just want, you just want the best for your parents, but it's hard because they didn't, grow up in a culture of self-care, like therapy. Yeah. <laughs> they didn't they didn't understand yeah. that. They got married when they were fucking 24, 25. Mm-hmm. They had kids. They never yep. they never thought, what is it that I want? You know what I mean? They never thought to even ask that question. So what you have is you have a lot of people now in their like sixties or whatever that just have really unexamined lives. And that's <laughs> Brian
0: Greer. You literally in the, the
1: words of Naomi preach. <laughs> yeah.
0: it's like, yeah, dealing with that dynamic and You know, the disconnect that comes, because I would always say with my mom too, the disconnect comes in like, you work to give me a life you never had, Mm -hmm. which means you don't understand the life I have now. Yeah. Right? If she's put all the, because especially for me, it was like, Sending you to private school oh, and giving you all these things, uh-huh. and then it's like, yeah, but see, the the whites fucked me up in the head. <laughs> yeah, yeah, totally. <laughs> I didn't know how Whoa, that totally. was gonna go? Exactly. That's an experiment. Exactly. Yeah. And So like, and now, and now you don't understand like the things I struggle with or the way I behave or you know what I mean like those right. kind of things. I'm like, it's as a result of you. Literally put, like, giving me, like, it, it is foreign to you. It- yeah. Generational paradigm
1: shift. Ooh, generational yeah. paradigm shift. It Write is. an article. But, oh. We have to go to commercial soon, but I want to ask you guys a question. As you're talking, I'm thinking about this, like, how do you have empathy for these people in your lives and also have boundaries to protect yourself? Does that make Riot. sense?
0: Yeah. Yeah.
1: yeah. Because th- I think that's, that's one of the things at least therapy. you and I are struggling therapy. with. Therapy, therapy, therapy.
2: I can't recommend it enough. I'm not kidding. You. Yeah. To me, therapy for me has been once you see, you can't unsee. Like really, you know yeah. What I mean, and yeah. I, that's been my experience of therapy. It's like oh, twist, like story break about myself. Oh my god, wow! I can literally never look at that the same way again.
0: Mm-hmm.
2: And um, yeah. And I think that really helps. And like whenever I feel myself backsliding into old patterns of behavior or old dynamics, I like check myself before I wreck myself. Yeah. I and mean, that's just it's just been really helpful.
0: Yeah. 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 yeah, yeah.
1: That feels oh, like a.
0: I love it. Yeah. Okay, this is literally exactly how you want to break before we come back answering your questions and helping you handle your scandal, okay? We'll be right back, bitch.
2: So wake up with a bunch of my friends on Big 104.7 in Pittsburgh, or wherever the road takes you on the iHeartRadio app.
0: And we are back, bitch, <laughs> <laughs> with Ryan wow. O'Connell, okay? We are three therapy stands coming to you right now. We are. And we are going to try to help you get your life with these questions. So, Ryan, people have called in. We have a dial in line. Okay. Or written. Yeah, and they also can we write have, in. We have okay. a lot
1: of... I've, I. Don't check the uh, our email account very often. So these some of these are a little old, but I think very worthwhile. Okay. I hope I hope we can help them before some of these <laughs> things happen. This is this is one of the oldest ones we have. Um, okay, so this comes to us from anonymous. Has to be anonymous okay. from email. Okay, mm. shy girl. Exactly. I mean, I
2: mean, shy girl or boy.
1: <laughs> <laughs> I <just> don't know. <laughs> uh, we'll find out in a moment. <laughs> I am mixed: Filipino mom, white dad. My fiance is from Mexico. My mom has a sister who has said a lot of fucked up shit about Mexicans and who is married to a real shitty white dude <laughs>
2: <laughs> lol uh
1: they both voted for Trump, and Ooh. probably will again, okay. I don't want the presence of my racist relatives at our wedding yes i yes uh that was my by the way yeah, sorry it i yes, I felt yeah. so uh so positive about that statement, yeah, I had to call it yes. Uh, However, I do want to invite her son, who is my closest cousin and not a bigot.
3: Ryan Reynolds here from Mint Mobile. plushcare.com slash weight loss.
1: Like a stepdad. More importantly, I know my mom is going to throw a fit if I don't invite my aunt and her husband. What should I do? I have half a mind to call my aunt and say, are you going to vote for Trump again? Has the word illegal left your mouth in reference to a human being in the last six months? And if she says yes to either question or refuses to answer, then I'll tell her that's I'll tell her that's I've sent out the wedding invitations to everyone but her, and I'm ashamed to be related to her.
3: Love that.
2: I love how she was, like, went from, like, do I not say anything to me? Like, I'm going to say this. <laughs> like, literally, she just took a
1: right turn. I know. She just like,
2: took it like, she go, I could do this, or I could do this. <laughs> I was like, all right, <laughs> then, wow, those are options.
1: Uh, <laughs> but I often do things like this without considering likely or possible consequences. How could that backfire horribly? For context, the rest of her siblings are not happy with them regarding this either. And then she sent another update. Oh, she sent right. another oh, email. Update. Okay. I found out that three of my four mom siblings probably voted for Trump. I thought about putting a statement supporting queer, trans, people of color, immigrants, poor people, children, and other groups under attack by this administration on the wedding website. <laughs> <laughs> I love that so troll. troll. We haven't.
3: I just, <laughs> oh, you, still I don't know what it. to
1: do. I'll probably at least make a drunken rant on the mic about how important it is to stand up to bigots and come together and support each other. Woof! Okay. I identify with that so much. Naomi, I've said before on our invitations when we eventually do get married, <laughs> say, if you voted for Trump, please do not come. Right, and instead make a donation to one of the following
0: organizations. Yes. Yeah. What do you think? I mean, like, dealing with that family, Her- I mean- Herbie fully loaded. I
2: mean, I feel, <laughs> I feel very, like, hashtag privileged because I don't know anyone who voted for Trump. Mm. My family is very liberal. Mm-hmm. Um, so I just, like, don't know that life. Yeah. But, um, I'm all about your wedding, your day, your choice. And so like, if the, I mean, if someone, if I knew someone that voted for Trump, I would be like, you're not coming. Like, it's not up for debate. Right. I would not be like confused about that. Like, no, honey, build the wall. Around yourself. Build the emotional wall. Build the emotional wall. Like, that's what you need. It's your fucking day. I don't know. I, I think that she should t- totally just invite them or he or whatever the fuck. And that's it. What yeah. do you think? Is that bad advice? No, yes. I,
0: yeah, it's the thing that's so tough because i think that you know because the second part of that question was also like i tend to not think these things through to me whenever i'm gonna make like a big bold decision i and i don't know if it's necessarily good but i was kind of imagine okay well what's the worst thing that could happen
1: that's and what our therapist has to do well,
0: well then great then i feel like this is healthy and then whatever the worst and being like can i get through the worst then i'll do it right i think it's like go ahead and do it but no you are gonna hear about it right and it's gonna be some bullshit in the family right. for like a hot minute it's like, like you will get married that following Christmas might be a little icy. You know yeah, I, mean? I guess you just have to take inventory.
2: Like yeah. what, what, what can you live with? Can you live with them coming to the wedding and things being awkward, whatever, whatever, or you control them on the, the toast? Or do you just, can you withstand the awkwardness?
1: Here's, let me throw this at you. So I'm Jewish, but very waspy. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Oh. we're from pennsylvania and my, my parents assimilated as fuck into the waspy german <laughs> I'm, I'm uh... <laughs> oh no it's terrible i've sting? had to uh i've had to reverse everything i've had to like therapy has helped me unpack all the waspiness and get back to my jewish roots oh, of being okay. loud and <laughs> yep, yep, open under, Yep, yep yeah. Yeah. uh but So I found out at my sister's wedding, I found out that a lot of our relatives ended up voting for Trump in a way I didn't think was. And now I have to think about like, I don't, I kind of don't give a shit, but I know my parents will if I'm like, no, get these fuckers, get these white (laughs) supremacist motherfuckers out of here. Yeah. And I'm going to hear shit from them. And do I want to hear shit from my parents for the next 20 years? Mm hmm. To to like because I'm not, it's not like we're gonna discuss but okay so politics the only the... reason
2: why you're you're thinking about what they'll feel is because it's a co production that's what we're saying about the wedding right so that means they're paying for some of it so they have ownership over your day right is mm-hmm. that is that correct if Wait, we, that, if, if that were happen, I'm trying to avoid
0: a co production yes. I mean.
2: we're trying to pay for it ourselves that's what I mean it's like independent product like maybe yeah. it a fucking indie film made yeah. for two dollars yeah, you know what I exactly. mean let's like Blair Witch project this shit like, yeah. Kickstarter it <laughs> like I think that the freedom of choice. Over your day, you can't put a price tag on that. Yeah, you know what I
0: mean. Yeah, I don't know. I mean, maybe that's just no. I I mean, I def, I definitely hear you. I mean, you, you and your boyfriend have been together a long time, right? Yeah, four and a half years. And so you're like thinking in that vein.
2: Well, yeah. So like, basically, we want to get married, but we both don't come from money, so our parents wouldn't help out at all. Yeah. yeah. And then, um, which is a bummer because they like would let us do whatever we wanted if they did because they're (laughs) cool. (laughs) People don't have money are cooler than people with money. (laughs) Why does it work out this way? and then, uh, so then, so basically the onus would fall on us and I just can't, I want to buy a house and that's my truth and that's more important to me than having a wedding day. I yeah. Don't know. Yeah. You yeah, know yeah, yeah. I mean? yeah. But I do want one. Right. I just want to get rich enough where I can buy a house and have the wedding day of my dreams without it impacting
1: <laughs> I <laughs> I mean, look, the thing is also my, we're not, we're middle class Jews. It's yeah. not like my parents are rolling in either. Yeah. So for the small amount of money they're putting in, that seems to be a lot of influence I do want to do Plus Brothers, our wedding. I do <laughs> yes, want to.
2: IndieWire. IndieWire. Sponsored by IndieWire. Yeah.
0: But, I, I, but no, I think it's, you know, I think what Anonymous is asking, I say, look, because as you said, Sue, right? Even in the course of the email, there was a turn. Yeah. It was like, you know what you want to do.
2: Yeah. Of you know
0: what I know. You want. She's like, I can do that. <laughs>
2: Detailed plan, like literally, like, like plan fucking murder. You it down. Yeah, like, yeah, totally.
0: And I'm just like, and I'm like, yeah, I'm like, dude, I'm like, you know what you want. And I think it is so true. I think. You know, weddings is like literally your only kind of day as an adult. Yeah, you know what I mean. Like I it know. is. Like what else do you have? It? It's like you also, stop having birthday parties at like seventeen. no, twenty one. I guess we'll
2: talk, no. Okay. Mm-hmm.
0: Still <laughs> <laughs> so like birthday dinner, pain, messy meal. You're like, please make it stop. <laughs> I know. please make it stop. But it's like, so I'm like, it is your day. It is your time. This like, if you don't want these, people, and it's not just you know, because I think they are the people who have uh, voted and supported these uh, policies. That's what I'll say. Not simply the man, but all the policies around that individual. The T word. Yes. uh, who, Who have the good sense to keep it to themselves. That's not what these family members sound like. You know what no, I mean? These are the family members who they are seem like they're
2: free. They're free, free to be,
0: and it's like you marrying someone who's Mexican, and they talking shit about Mexicans. Oh yeah, you don't get to come to the wedding.
2: Yeah, you don't get to come to the wedding. It seems pretty cut and dry.
0: Yeah, but I wanted a free chicken cutlet. Uh, yeah, girl, feed yourself your own damn chicken. Oh my god, chicken cutlet. I'm triggered.
1: feed yourself. Let's get a chance art. Feed yourself. <laughs> Just for
0: you, Ryan and I do chicken.
1: <laughs> I'm really trying. We're well, not joiners. <laughs> no, I'm like Nate, 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 Nate. All right, uh, let's listen to a voicemail. Okay. Hey, Andy. Hey, Naomi. Sorry if it's a little windy. I'm outside. <sighs> I'm just calling to see
3: what you guys feel about talking to a friend about breaking up with their current um, boo thing. I don't think she's the greatest for him. A little emotionally abusive. A little bit
2: always blames him or she's insecure on her own issues i think she needs some time for herself before she's in a relationship (laughs) Uh, i don't know if it's my place to say anything probably isn't but it's the only thing i could think about once again i'm just trying to see if you tell a friend that maybe the person he's with isn't the greatest person to be with
3: at that time that's all thank you and i love your show Thanks, okay. friend. What do you think, Ryan? Bet,
2: I would bet money that this person is in his 20s. <laughs> I would bet money. Because the whole, I don't like your boyfriend, is a rookie 20-something <laughs> in the middle. <laughs> Honey, that's some peak 24-year-old shit. I don't like Ted. And I don't like how he treats you. It's like, okay, here's the deal. I get it. I have been there. I have my own issues of like, speaking my mind and like wanting to fix everything and like have everyone do like I'm a Virgo from hell. Like trust me. <laughs> so like I've I've been in those situations a lot where I've been that person and I've learned through lots of trial and error that people gotta do what they gotta do. And you have to live mm-hmm. and let live, honey. Another therapy lesson live and let live. Now look, I mean you can you can every friendship dynamic is different. Maybe this can withstand a comment, maybe a conversation, but you have to understand having that conversation and be prepared that you're doesn't mean that they're gonna break up with that person rarely what I've realized is that people don't do things until they are ready to do them period Mm -hmm. period I don't think anyone's ever been like from a conversation with a friend being like you know what you're right get out of here jerk like I don't (laughs) I don't know if that's really ever happened I think people need to get there on their own um so i don't know man it's tricky it's tricky tricky at this uh, i don't know
0: no i'm with you you can't you can't now we've gotten a question like this before people there are a lot of friends who are caring about what other people are doing in their love i get it it's like, you absolutely cannot you unless the person is obviously you know and he says it's a little emotionally abusive and it's kind of like because isn't to me it's also like there are personal you know boundaries yes. and rules and then there's your friend's personal boundaries and rules. What you may think is abusive, another person is like Love. Just, Yeah. <laughs> kind of it's like they're fetish. Or <laughs> fetish. Or like it's like No, but it's their <laughs> it's their damage that so
2: they have to work out themselves. Right.
0: Or or they just may not even see it as a damage. Yeah. Like I've definitely, you know, known friends where their their partner seemed very um overbearing to me, but they liked a person who was like direct and kind of in charge and it lets them chill out. You yeah. know? And it's like, okay, well, that's your thing. You to me, I'm us? like, Hell no. (laughs) But to me, I'm like, that person is acting like your parent, and they're like, I love it. You know what I mean? It's just kind of like, okay. Totally. I I think you just got to stay clear. Yeah.
2: I got,
1: like, what's going to happen? You have this conversation. Exactly. Right? I think you said, you just said that you're like, they're not going to be like, oh, yeah, you know what? Well, I, I don't know. Do you think, have you ever had a conversation with someone? Let me pose this to you guys. You ever have a conversation where someone's like, hey, this thing, uh, Blah, 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 whatever it is. And suddenly, like, a light goes off in here, and you're like, oh, shit.
0: Well, wait, I'm going to ask you because didn't you tell me, didn't you have a friend who was like,
1: I don't think you and Naomi would be good together?
0: And, like, literally cut to nine years later.
1: <laughs> yes.
0: It's like, it didn't stop you.
1: But I think his thing was just that you're taller than me
0: wants that two sense. my
1: god people are so fragile.
0: <laughs>
2: can you imagine
0: and he was literally like i don't think this should happen yeah i <laughs> think this is like, like
2: this is a divide that is too great <laughs>
0: too great to overcome yeah too great
2: to overcome but it's like you i know. think that you get the light bulb i okay so i've had conversations with people in my 20s again in my 20s <laughs> where i'm like you shouldn't date this person And they're like oh my god twist you're so right but, and then I'm like, I'm going to break up with them. And then they obviously literally never do. Or like, and then you feel like an idiot. Like, then you feel like mad at them because you're like, wait, we just had this amazing conversation. You were going to leave them and then you didn't. And then you're like mad at them. And then you're like, wait, why am I mad? This is their life. This is their choice. This is psychotic.
0: Right. You know what I mean? Right. No, totally. So yeah, you're going to have to let it be. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you're going to have to
1: let it be, listener. Let it die by Feist. <laughs> <laughs> Next one, in and right. This is a voicemail.
3: Hey, Naomi and Andy,
0: long-time listener here. I am wondering, is it a big deal if your significant other does not want to take pictures? I think that pictures are a great memento, and they make <laughs> me feel, like, cherished and special, and I like looking back at them and, you know, recalling that moment, um, but the person I'm seeing really just refuses to take pictures, is that an issue? All right, well, talk to you later, or I guess I won't, but
3: (laughs) bye.
2: Fully obsessed with her journey. <laughs> by the way, I kept on hearing that song like by Filter, like if you wanna take my picture oh,
1: God, then I won't mean
2: them, but remember that one? Um that is truly lol. And is... also like I love that she didn't like specify. Like she just said take a picture, but like <laughs> yes. I'm assuming of them. Right. Correct? Right. Yes. yes. But it was just like a blanket, like he didn't like take pictures. Right. <laughs> and I'm like, what of like the street, the sky?
1: Like what do you mean? He'll sit for a painting or a sculpture. <laughs> yeah. But but uh, I mean, photography, no. He thinks it, what if we, look, maybe it steals his soul. Maybe he thinks you mean, that taking no, a picture. No, look,
2: I, okay. What is he talking, what is he talking about? I kind of get, okay,
0: I kind of, I hate having my picture taken. Mm-hmm. I feel very, like, unattractive, and I don't know how to pose. And so, I, I And I know, for instance, I know. You do know how to live and work, though. Live, work, pose? That's what I don't
2: know how to do. <laughs> That's um, the tagline for your new NBC sitcom. Live, work. work. Pose? <laughs> Will she ever learn to pose? Stay
0: tuned. Stay tuned. 22 episodes. Yeah. Um, <laughs> posing uh,
1: questions. There it is. Posing questions. But it oh was... God, uh, posing
0: questions.
2: Like P-O-S-I-N apostrophe <laughs> questions. Yeah. Uh-huh. Yeah. L-O-L. Oh my God.
0: It is, I think like, so I know like, it sounds like maybe this person is insecure because here's my the second part of yeah. my question, right? Wouldn't it be like, is it that they don't want to take them? They're like, don't post them. Like, does this person have a second family? Right. You know what I mean? Now that's a different issue. Oh, if it's shit. like, I don't want uh, Oh, that's so weird. Yeah. God, and but also- if it's just, I don't like to take them, it's like, that, that, that person doesn't feel confident and doesn't like their face.
2: My brain would never go there, but honestly, I knew someone that once, like very peripherally, that, like, was truly seeing two people at once for, like, five years. Like, or I no, see? like literally, they didn't know about the other one. And I was oh, like, um, God. what? Like, how can you, in this culture today... Yeah, oh, yeah. Like, wow, what high stakes. Like, yeah. I can't... I know. But it was crazy. Like, I... My brain would never go there, but, like, I guess that's a thing that I am. Oh, I know, gosh. well, you know,
0: my, I like drama. I'm really into, you know, lifetime moments, for sure. Yeah, yeah, totally. So, I, of course, I'm like... Is there a second family? No, but I, I highly doubt that. I'm not, I would never ever guess because you sound like so warm and so sweet and hopeful. I would never insinuate that your lover has a second family. I
2: really, I was going to say, has anyone not sounded unhinged on a voicemail? There's something about like a voicemail just like you're unhinged. It's like unfair, but it's just like weird. Like, like has anyone just like come off beautifully in a VM? I just think that like if, if we did, it was back in the day. We've lost the art of like a good VM.
0: Now yeah, it's true. It's don't. definitely like out of, you know, the people who choose to call in are like, you're dedicated. You're coming us like you're yeah, giving us voicemail. Yeah.
2: yeah. If someone leaves me a voicemail today, I just like scream and break my phone in half. And <laughs> Get I'm like yeah. out of here. I'm like, please
1: don't talk to me ever again. Like wh- why do you wanna kill me? <laughs>
2: anyway, but that's, that's my more shit. Anyway, <laughs> that's
1: my shit. Anyways, moving on. Sorry. What do you think? Andy? I am gotta throw this out there. If it's a self esteem thing. Yeah I I I say this uh for all of our advice questions. All these could be resolved by having an honest conversation. Oh, I know. Someone. I know. That's, oh, really well. the, that's really the truth for all yeah. the stuff. But uh, specifically for this, if it's a self-esteem thing, I think it requires you to kind of like build them up in some way then. Yeah. So that they feel okay taking pictures. Mm-hmm. If it's a secret family thing, <laughs> then you're just shit out of luck. You've yeah, you got to never never, Yeah. They're not going to take another picture <laughs> you know, because they don't want – their family in Akron to find out right. that they're dating you right. in Cincinnati. Right. Well, very close. Yeah. Very brave. But it's far enough away
0: <laughs> that it is, right. you know. Yeah, and
1: there's no internet in Akron. Yeah, it's Famous like Pittsburgh and Altoona.
0: Wow. Yeah. Right.
1: <laughs> right. Like I, I'm down.
2: I agree. Yes. Tulsa
1: to Omaha.
2: I'm just looking at this notepad where you have Massachusetts, Maryland, Maine, and Montana written on here, and then first albums. I love it. The Brain Trust, the rain Trust. I love it. I, I really love, love the comedy
1: of Maryland Rice Cub.
0: Oh, uh, Maryland Rice Cub. Mm. Um,
1: no, try that one
0: out. <laughs> I think you also have to think about what I think uh, was funny for me was when you said, uh, "Dear Caller, you're like, "Pictures make me feel cherished," and I'm like, "I know." Now this is the thing. It's like. You are. Do you feel like your partner is showing you ch- that they love and cherish in other ways? I know, but probably you know? not.
2: Probably not. If mm-hmm. she's if she's so desperado for a pick, something telling me that he, she's he's not mm. showing up for mm.
0: her
1: in other areas. Ooh, so the so I this wonder, is, is just it a like symptom. Is it a yes. symptom? Uh, yeah. There's something deeper going is on. Is there
0: something let's deeper, sister? Get the
1: shovel and let's
0: dig. Let's get in there. And bottom is when you stop digging. So just think about, you know, where you're always on earth.
2: Top from the bottom. Yeah, there's always a new bottom. You
0: can always top from the bottom. There's
2: a new bottom to top wait, what? (laughs) (laughs) Am I in gay porn now?
0: (laughs) The most elaborate millennial porn. Come record a podcast. I know, (laughs) right? No, but
2: honestly, like LOL, like it would be like, I was at a podcast recording and (laughs) you told me to take my shirt off and I thought that's strange because we're not being recorded. It's just my voice. But I said
0: yes. And <laughs> I, I said yes.
2: And then we fucked. <laughs> <laughs> On a notepad.
3: <laughs> so
1: That's a Maryland
3: Massachusetts.
1: I right. hope we helped. And we're going to help some more after this next commercial break. The
3: 27 Club is a podcast about famous musicians who died prematurely and sometimes mysteriously at the age of 27. Season 2 launches June 18th, 2020, and this new serialized podcast is hosted by me, Jake Brennan, creator and host of the award-winning music and true crime podcast, Disgraceland. My new show covers the lives and sometimes mysterious deaths of famous musicians who died at the too-soon age of 27. Season 2 features Jim Morrison of The Doors, an artist whose short career burned fast and refused to fade away. Jim lived a life of fantasy and a life that was fascinating, highly dramatic, and filled with great music and wild exploits. Just like Jimi Hendrix, the subject of Season 1 of The 27 Club, and just like Kurt Cobain, Janis Joplin, The Grateful Dead's Pigpen, Robert Johnson, Amy Winehouse, and The Rolling Stones' Brian Jones, all of whom will be covered in future seasons of The 27 Club. Season 2 of The 27 Club podcast on Jim Morrison Premieres on June eighteenth, two thousand twenty. The Twenty Seven Club contains adult content and explicit language. And you can listen to the Twenty Seven Club on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts.
1: And now we're going to help some more.
0: <laughs> uh, Ryan O'Connell's still here, never leaving. We're about to shoot a movie. Are
1: we? <laughs> <laughs> uh, if you want, uh, you know, look, you don't have to. But if you what? want to take your shirt off, oh, yeah. just to
2: like... Well, that's really what I was Just to feel okay? For. When I said that, when I said a porn went like this and told an elaborate story of a porn plot, it's because I wanted because it. Because you wanted it. I've been thinking about you it. to be the change. Yeah, exactly. You want to see. You have to make a manifest.
1: Be the porn that you want to jack off to in the world. <laughs> yeah. I, swear, I, I have always said that. I have a plaque. I have a, a wood plaque. <laughs> totally. One of those ones from Kmart. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. With the... It etched into it <laughs> in Yeah, our house. Yeah. Yeah. Totally. Uh, okay. Another anonymous. Me and my boyfriend are three years strong. We can sit in silence and know what the other wants. He gets my anxiety and will help me work through problems that I know in my head aren't a big deal. He even supports my not very profitable job of modeling and painting. Uh, lol. Wait, a model paint moment of whatever. Okay, I'm obsessed. (laughs) Just so much good. (laughs) Here's the twist. Until it comes to sex. Ooh. I mean, I don't want to say I'm a 10, but I'm cute. (gasps) Okay. She sent over a picture. She, she sent over a picture. She's cute. <laughs> I try to be sexy and be spontaneous, but somehow it never happens. We used to have sex often. Now, maybe. Maybe once a month. And even if we have sex, it's a one pump and done. Oh, Whoa, she <laughs> uh, put it out there. That's why it's anonymous. Uh-huh. And then she quotes herself. Uh, not really, but I mean like, boy, Wait. I already know how to get myself off. It's your turn. Mm. I've told him I need more sex And that I'm not satisfied And he says Okay But nothing changes Am oh. I a beard? Does some men have problems Getting hard? If so How can I talk about It with him Without hurting his feelings? I don't want such a good thing To end because of an orgasm But damn it I want my orgasm <laughs> Well It's you? starting to affect us I'm getting cranky But he still seems normal And not affected by The uh, the lack of physical relations Wow uh, Oh here's another Little tidbit Some people say it's our age I'm 23 and he's 30 Oh
0: that is not. No,
2: that's no. not a thing. I thought you were going to say absolutely
1: not a thing. Uh, do 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 do. Yes. Okay. So. Okay.
2: And here's a picture of my boobs. And here's <laughs> like, me bending over. Right. I, really? I'm just torny. Is this a sex hotline? <laughs> I really want to fuck. Um. Here's the thing. I. You know, it's funny. Like. You know, I've been with my boyfriend for four and a half years, and there definitely is like dry spells that we go into yeah. for sure. And I remember at first I would freak out about that, and be like, "Oh my god, like what's wrong with us?" And then whatever you realize it's ups and flows. However, it doesn't seem like they ever had like a strong sexual connection, or maybe not. I don't know. Well,
0: that's what I can't tell. Like I, th- I but I think Cause... she does say like it was good, and then lately it has been infrequent. Yes, it's a more of a lately thing, and that would be. We the used to just...
1: have. She says we used to have sex often. Now maybe, maybe oh, uh-huh. once a month.
2: God, that's
0: hard. And then for how long does that last, too? Right? Because like, I once a month for three months
1: qualifies a dry spell. But
0: yeah,
2: are,
1: they, right. are they, are
3: they, once they talking a month about for a like year.
2: That's like a that's a yeah new, that's a new dynamic. But
1: what are they? Here's the thing that I always like think about with this: like, what are they counting as sex? Are they just counting like plain old hetero P and V? It's straight people. That's exactly what they're thinking. <laughs> like. <laughs> One thing I'm like, why don't you expand your, uh, your, your, your palette God. to your palate. Yes. Yeah, so I was going to, I'm like, I'm, you could see how repressed I am, when I have to talk about this in public. Uh, <laughs> privately, Naomi and I are very open, very talkative, uh, but <laughs> <Really> <laughs> I love that talkative. privately open. <laughs> privately. I'm but uh, uh, but maybe like they're just like like maybe you gotta count some more stuff as maybe you gotta open up well, the uh, repertoire. But and I, but I get the feeling
0: that it's I think because she says she's like I, she's like orgasm like you know yeah. what can and so it look it doesn't always have to end in an O, you know, to be very orgasm driven can also be very. So Gail says. <laughs> <laughs> That's what who says. Gail as in Gail at Oprah. It oh, doesn't always have to L-O-O. end in an O. This one not amazing. <laughs> but,
2: Well, no, but it always does. Oh, you know, it always (laughs) does. It always does. does.
0: um. (laughs) But but I think, um, you know, as you said before, like, this is one of those where it's like, you got to have a conversation. And I think that conversation has to be not in a moment when, like, you're feeling horned up and trying to get some.
3: You know what I mean? Like,
0: it's got to be a conversation when it's like, we're chill, we've had a nice day. Can we talk about the lack of frequency? Do you know what I mean? of course. In a way that's very
2: gentle because people are like, it's a really touchy thing. You don't want anyone to feel like they've not been a good lover or whatever. Like it's very, so you have to be like, this has to be a gentle, gentle thing. But um, I think you need to have like a real serious conversation about it. And if things don't change after that, then I don't know. Because that's is, tricky. Well,
0: because because she says, "Well, because especially have the conversation." Do not in any way insinuate. Like, don't. Am I your beard? I think like that's gonna be very tricky. Oh my god! Like, LOL. You cannot insinuate. You know, a male sexuality. I know. In preference is tied to an ability to perform. Because I think that, that's like what shuts a conversation down. Well, yeah. That's what makes a person not. Are you gay? not wearing... Yeah, like, it's like okay. okay. Well, don't you know?
1: use the phrase floppy weenie. Yeah. <laughs> floppy don't. weenie. But no. yes,
0: also. I mean, I don't know. I don't have a penis, but like, yeah, you could have trouble getting hard sometimes. I could have trouble getting yeah. hard after a after a big meal,
1: <laughs> right. so I can only imagine. I thought a big meal was your aphrodisiac.
0: It is, but then sometimes if it's too big, right? Like I have a fine window. <laughs> right, like I okay. like to eat, but then if I eat too much, it'll be like, don't come near me.
2: I went on propusia three months ago, and I was really scared that it would ruin my dick forever. And it's like <laughs> such a Sophie's choice that men have to do. They're like, do I want to be ball with a useless dick, or do I want to be having a big powerful dick with no hair. <laughs> and um, I'm really happy to tell you that it works just like it did before.
0: Just like it said. Just you like didn't have did to before. choose. <laughs> I did not have to
2: fucking choose. But it's actually sad that I just apparently chose my hair. <laughs> right. Like, by just rolling the dice, I'm the decision was made. Yeah. And it was so funny because I went to me, I went my dermatologist who prescribed it. She told me something harrowing, which was, she's like, and I'm also like in 0.1% or whatever. Like, it's sometimes you get erectile dysfunction in it and it just never works again. Jesus. And I was like, excuse me? <coughs> she was like, no, it just like never works again. And I was like, I come again? And I'm like, and people still take this? She's like, of course they do. <laughs>
1: <laughs> You're like, come again? She's like, you never will. Yeah, you never will.
2: Exactly. I know that's the problem. You won't. Um, <laughs> oh my God. Anyway, I don't know how this turned into that. I'm no, sorry. No, but I'm
1: saying like, no, being, it,
0: it could happen. <laughs> like there are I'm reasons. my dick works. Ha ha ha. Your boyfriend's doesn't. Ha ha ha. There are reasons deep in one's heart and soul as to why things may not be popping off. He might boudoir. be depressed. He could, yeah,
2: he could That affects sex drive. Oh. That affects sex Who drive. You telling, sister? Yeah. Could he
1: be intimidated, <laughs> question
0: mark? The... I don't know, you saw her picture. Pose, you said she was a Posing
1: questions? Could it, be, could it be that he's 30, she's 23? I don't know, I've never- I mean, they've been together three years. Uh. Out of all, of all of our goofery, I think the the true is like, have again, have a conversation, a neutral conversation. Yes. Not when you're like all goofed up in the- Horned up, Andy. The phrase oh is God. horned I, you're up. Just,
2: but you're living in a goof place because yeah. you said goofery and then you said goofed up again. I understand. You're trapped in goofville. Goofed up in the vagina. Yeah. And also goof is a great word. I call things like sometimes I'm like, ugh. It's like the goof troop today We're around, around, like, idiots. You yeah. know what I mean? like, oh, the like, goof troop's here. Oh, my God.
0: Uh, okay, honestly, truly hope we helped. Um, <laughs> thank you so much for calling in. You guys, I hope we were able to bring light into your life. Um, And we will very much be back next week. Ryan, thank you so much for helping us help others.
2: Oh, yeah, thank you. I mean, please. You're the best. Thank you. And,
0: like, you guys, if you haven't watched the special, it's like,
1: do it, okay? Um, yeah, we could say. I hate the like because I feel like in Hollywood everyone just like, oh, I like your thing. I like your thing. Like we genuinely like special. Oh, thank you. We truly yeah. like. That's you. not like we're not just like uh, puffing smoke up your butt.
0: Great.
2: It I, was I, literally that's like two though. too
0: I love up my butt. <laughs> just as, as much as possible. Right. Really exactly. just for you know you yeah yeah. Because yeah. uh, <laughs> my dick <laughs> can take
3: it. <laughs> <laughs> ah. Yeah. See you next week. <laughs> Bye. <laughs>
2: My name is Kimberly Drew. If I've learned anything in my years of studying and uplifting black artists, it's that we all have the power to create something beautiful. That's why I'm pleased to introduce you to people who have broken down boundaries in fencing and helped to create the first ever smart store. They're a big deal. And it's time we give them our attention. Listen to Your Attention Please, a Hulu podcast with iHeartRadio on the iHeartRadio app on Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts.
0: It's inspired by Your Attention Please, now streaming on
1: Hulu. Watch for a fresh point of view on Black history.
0: I'm Katie Couric. I'm Bozema St. John. I'm an award winning journalist, if I do say so myself. And I'm a hot to trot, trailblazing marketing
3: executive.
1: And <laughs> we're very confident. <laughs> we wanted to combine Bose's business and branding
0: expertise with Katie's natural curiosity to create a podcast responding to this moment in time. Welcome to Back to Biz with Katie and Bose. Each week, we'll interview innovators, creatives, and CEOs
3: to find out how our pandemic present will forever change the business of tech and media, travel and leisure, education
0: and sports, fashion and pop culture, because in many ways, this has been a really dark
2: time. But it's also a time for reassessing, recalibrating,
0: and finding the light. We're doing 10 episodes and you can catch them every Thursday. So
3: listen to back to biz with Katie and Bose
0: on the iHeartRadio app, Apple
3: podcasts, or wherever you get your favorite shows. Planning for your next trip, elevate your travel style
2: with Quince. Quince has all the jet setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway. Like European linen,